0: Welcome to Q&A with Rev Rowe. This is episode 13, which is all about baptism. Again, we're so glad to have you with us um, as this is our 13th episode of Q&A with Rev. Real. uh We're going to be focusing on this episode all about baptism. If you have any questions that you would like to offer, feel free to look in the description of the show, and you'll find a Google form where you can put in up to two questions um, and offer whatever questions you would like to have. Maybe questions that are spurned on by this episode or other episodes, but we would love to have them. So, today we're going to take a look at a really important part of the practice of the Christian church, which is baptism. Any Christian church that you will attend will usually talk about baptism. At the same time, you will also find a lot of differences in belief with regard to what baptism is. And so, this is probably going to have to become a two-part episode where we will discuss not only what baptism is, but we're going to have to address some of the intricate questions that usually come about when we talk about what baptism is. So baptism is basically means to wash with water. And so in the scriptures, specifically in the New Testament, there is a just a lot of discussion about what baptism is, where People who followed Jesus were washed with water, um, and so that is kind of a core tenet of what it means to be a Christian and what we Christians do in the Christian church. So the first thing to understand about baptism is what exactly it is before we talk about you know, its biblical foundation. So when we say baptism in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, we talk about sacrament, so in the church we have and we will say this phrase the word and sacraments. So the word meaning meaning the biblical text, the proclamation of the text of who Jesus is, but we also talk about the sacraments. The sacrament is basically just uh has three things. A sacrament is something that was instituted by Jesus. Right? So Jesus himself commanded that we do it. So that's one thing. Two, It has a promise from Jesus wrapped up into a physical thing, right? So Jesus makes a lot of promises, but this promise is wrapped up into a physical element, okay? So in this case, baptism is the word of promise wrapped up into water, a physical element, right? So there's a washing. And then the third important thing is that sacraments bestow God's grace of forgiveness, right? so god forgives and gives life and salvation through the sacraments. so in the lutheran church missouri synod we have two kind of three. so they are baptism, the lord's supper, and the other would be confession and absolution. primarily as lutherans we emphasize the absolution. okay? Because all three of these have a physical element, they're commanded by Jesus, and they offer forgiveness and life through them. So baptism, physical element of water, Jesus tells his disciples to, um, to go and baptize in his name at the, end of his, at the end of the Gospel of Matthew and in other places. <clears throat> the, the Lord's Supper has instituted by Jesus, do this in remembrance of me. It has God's promise of forgiveness. And it has a physical element of bread and wine. And then confession and absolution, or absolution, that sacrament, the reason why it's kind of debated, it doesn't have a physical earthly element in the sense of bread and wine and water, but it has a physical element in that it requires a person. So Jesus commands his disciples to forgive and retain sins. And so uh, forgiveness requires a person to offer that forgiveness. Right? And so when we do absolution or when we offer absolution, we would consider that to be um, a sacrament itself. And so I, as a pastor, offer absolution to people both in the church service and in private. So that's what a sacrament is. The main part of a sacrament and with baptism that we want to talk about is the physical element. Right. So God forgives, God gives life, but why do we have to have a thing, a, a ritual or a, a, an element To go along with it. Why can't we just simply say, Jesus loves us. Jesus forgives us. That seems like enough, right? And that's a good question. What I want to talk about is, baptism is a physical thing. Because that's how God has always done things. When you look throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, God is not really one to be uh, overly spiritualized, you might say. Or only something that we feel inside of ourselves, but God often acts externally or outside of us, and we experience that. So a great example is to look at the life of Abraham, for example. So Abraham, when God speaks to Abraham and gives him promises about what's going to happen in his life, he promises that he will receive the land, a special land. He will be prosperous. He will have a family, uh, that he will bless all the world through him. God gives him all these promises. But every time God speaks to Abraham, it's always wrapped up in a physical thing. So for example, when he promises that Abraham is going to have a family, right, even in old age, God uh, seals that with a physical thing, which we call circumcision, right? Right? So the act of circumcision was a way for Abraham to know the outside of himself that God had made this promise. He also did the same thing with the stars, right? He promised that he would make his family into a great nation. And he tells Abraham to look at the stars and says, just like the stars, I will make your family numerous, right? Um, In the life of the Old Testament, one of the core elements of Old Testament theology is the temple, where God's real presence was, they didn't live together and see God spiritually. Where He was in them, right? He was outside. He could be seen. He could be known. He could be touched and um, felt, right? God was a real person. in In the Exodus, when the Israelites are brought out of Egypt, right? This was a real thing. They were actually freed. They saw God part the Red Sea, right? These are all real elements. So. When we talk about the sacraments, this really fits in well with God's mode of acting in the scriptures, which is he wants his act of salvation to be outside of us, being done to us. So we experience God's goodness from outside of ourselves. And so it's not something that's just in our head or in our heart. God does it to us, right? So, um... It's one thing for someone to say that they love that person but it adds a special emphasis when that person uh, wrapped up with their love for us they give um, you know either an act of kindness or they give a gift right God is the same way he wants to be known through that act of giving a gift in this case the sacraments right the other thing we want to talk about is baptism isn't just the water so some people think of the baptism as this magical thing that we take this special water and we splash it on the person's head and that makes it magical. Well, for Lutherans at least, we don't see that the water turns into anything or becomes magical. Instead, what we'd like to emphasize is the word of promise. So, for Abraham... It wasn't so much that the stars were the key. Yes, it was a physical, external thing for him to see. The key was the promise that he would take his family and make it into a great nation. So in the same way for us, God forgives us and offers us salvation, right, in his word of promise, in the person of Jesus. But what he does is he gives it to us in this external act, right? And what's great about that is at the end of life, Right? We don't have to focus so much on how good or um, perfect we were, or maybe if we made mistakes. The key is that God has done something to us. He has given us salvation, He has loved us, and offered us forgiveness. Right? And so that's what baptism is. It's not magical water, right? It's God's word wrapped up in the water itself. Right? So the next thing is baptism doesn't just do one thing. The cool part about baptism, one of the reasons why we Lutherans at least and some other denominations often focus so heavily on baptism is because it is such an incredible promise that we can connect to, right? So baptism on the one hand gives forgiveness, right? So when we worry about our forgiveness, when we sin, we think about how baptism has washed us clean, right? Baptism is also, the place where God bestows on us his Holy Spirit, right? This allows us to say my salvation doesn't rest in myself, but it rests in Christ, right, externally in the baptism, right? And then baptism also is a rescue from death. And we'll talk here in a little bit about Paul's discussion of baptism. He often talks about it as death and resurrection, right? So baptism is our salvation from our sin, right, right? Are being given the Holy Spirit, which allows us to believe, and then of course, it gives us the promise of being of death and resurrection, where when we die, we know that we will be raised just as Christ was raised on Easter. Okay, so the other part about baptism and really sacraments in general is that these are commandments, right? So, some people will say, Well, why do we have to do this? right? It makes it sound like we're saved by the works themselves. Well, to begin with, God is the one who commanded it. Jesus said, do this, right? Um, It's kind of hard to argue that, well, we shouldn't do it because we don't want to be saved by our works, right? Or the the act of being baptized sounds like a work. Um, At the same time, the key, as I've said before, is that the baptism isn't a work we do. It is a work that God does upon us, right? So God gives us these things. God does uh, work in the act of baptism, right? Um, And then people may ask, which is kind of the usual response, where, okay, God commands us to baptize others, and that's what we should do. To be a Christian, you should be baptized. Well, someone will immediately ask, and maybe you're already thinking it, well, what if someone doesn't get baptized? Does that mean that they are, you know, going to hell? Does that mean that they're not going to live forever with Jesus? Well, there's two points to be made there. One, yes, the only thing that damns us right, is rejection or unbelief, to not believe Jesus. But to the other side of that would be to say, so should we not do what Jesus commands us to do? And then the obvious answer is, well, of course we should do what he does. And so if Jesus commands that we should baptize all nations, well, let's do that. And so baptism is necessary. Right, for us to do, we should do it because not because I say it, but because Jesus wants us to do it. So we baptize because Jesus tells us to. All right, so now that we've talked about some of those basics, the next thing I really want to get down into the nitty gritty of baptism, because I love talking about baptism, it's one of my favorite things, is we want to talk about how baptism is described in the scriptures, okay? So one of the main debates that occurs about baptism in the Christian church today amongst different denominations is who should be baptized, when should they be baptized, all these other things. I don't want to get into the kind of nitty-gritty details of that. What I would like to do instead is to end by talking about how the scriptures talk about baptism. Because I want you to see in these passages a common theme among them about what's something that is familiar in the language that is used. So one of the first examples in the church in the book of Acts where baptism is discussed is in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, right? Where in this, uh, Peter is giving his sermon to a bunch of soon-to-be Christians, and he tells them after they feel guilty for their sins, he, they hear the sermon, they say, What shall we do to inherit eternal life? And what Peter says is repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Makes sense. Now some people will say, well look, he says that they need to repent first. So we need to understand and agree to the words of the scriptures before we can be baptized. But then we forget the second half of the sentence which says, And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Notice the key word there is gift that in baptism we are given a gift of the holy spirit gifts are not something that we earn gifts are bestowed upon us but based upon the kindness of the other right that is one of the main keys there so notice the word is gift there the next thing is in first peter chapter three verse 21 we see similar language from peter where he says this about baptism. He says, baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you. Not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So one of the keys there is how baptism, it says, which corresponds to this, now saves you. Notice what is doing the saving. It is not a person's activity, or a person's choosing, it rests in God doing the saving act. And so baptism now saves you, meaning God's activity in baptism is the one that saves us. The next verse uh, isn't directly associated with baptism, but Jesus, in John chapter 3, is discussing what it means to be born again, right? to be born again of the Spirit. And you could really look at all of chapter 3, but I want to focus just on verse 5, where Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Notice the primary word used there of action. It is born, right? Unless one is born of water, right? The activity of birth, is not something that a person can choose to do when we are born. It is something that is done to us, right? So the key there is to be born, right? This is a passive activity done to us, right? The next I wanna read is from one of the biggest and most important baptism passages, which is Romans chapter six. Specifically, well, most of that chapter, but verse four. We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. This whole chapter he talks about baptism. And the key there is this is a practice of death into resurrection. Right? So death is not something that you can do. But more importantly, resurrection is not something that you can make happen. It's something that's done to you. So God raises you from the dead. Right? Um, You also have Titus chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, where he talks about rebirth, right? Um, Once again, the language of birth. Uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse 27 says, For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ, right? So here, once again, the language is passive, clothed, right? God clothes you, so baptism is something that's done to you. And then Colossians chapter 2, verses 12 to 13, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all our sins. So notice, once again, we have rebirth, we have buried, um, and we have uh, risen from the dead. Right? All of these actions are things done to rather than actions done by the person. This is really important because this is why we as Lutherans emphasize baptism so much because it epitomizes what faith is. Faith is Jesus saves us, right? By grace alone, by faith alone, right? We want to always emphasize that Jesus is the one who has redeemed us. I don't have to earn God's love, He does it for me. And what baptism does is it is the epitome of God's action to us, right? We get caught up a lot in wanting to talk about baptism as our activity, but in this case, it is clearly God's action done to us. So this is going to be part one of our discussion on baptism. The next one, we'll maybe talk about some of the debates that occur around baptism, specifically infant baptism and um, and what's expected of a person before they are baptized. So we're so glad for ha- to have you join us for this episode. Make sure you check the notes in the description of the show so that you can offer your own questions for a later episode. Thanks, and we'll see you on the next one.